So, uh, Nick, I've been cat. We always okay. Here's something actually really. This is the episode. So this is, <laughs> this is something I've noticed. I, I went through like the beginnings of all of our episodes recently because I remembered we had like this three episode long bit that we were doing where we started the episodes the exact same way, and I wanted to listen to that again. And I'm realizing whenever we try to do a cold open, we're always like, "So Nick," and it's literally every single time. Like I had like 15 episodes in a row where it was like, "So Nick," "So Nick," "So Nick," "So Nick," and to the point where I was just like, "Oh my god, is this like some kind of incantation to the muse of podcasts?" to let us do our fucking wonderful thing uh number one it's an invocation to the muse is what you're referring Fuck. to <laughs> number two Damn it. Uh, or, or rather it, it would be an invocation of a muse and number two um right. I, I don't know i feel like it's it, it's not exactly the most organic way but it also is the most organic way because like how else do we start a conversation uh well i mean you know how else do we start a conversation when we want to get onto a topic that we've agreed on ahead of time <laughs> That's a really good... I think maybe this should be this cold open. Is Let's try to naturally get... Let's just talk. Let's just me and you. We're existing as two buddies mm-hmm. in this space. Right, right? yes. So let's just let's just see if we can naturally get to the topic that we agreed on. Oh, uh, man. I mean, should we, like, close the Discord call and just really get into the space? You mean by ourselves? Like, try to find out how to get to the topic? No, no, no. Like, hang up the call and then call again. Mm. And then organically get into a conversation until we get to how you've been cat-sitting. Huh. We could we could give that a try. Sure, So sure. you're saying, like, like, one or two minutes of just kind of us on our own, and then we'll, like, we'll reconvene. No, 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 no. no. Here, allow me to demonstrate. Okay, okay. Oh. So, so, hey, Nick. Huh? How's it going? Oh, Nick. Hey, how's it going, dude? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what's uh, What's been going on with you, man? So I've been cat sitting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I have been cat sitting for my roommate. Uh, she's been out of town. Uh, and his name is Harley. He's currently uh, asleep on my bed behind me. Uh, he is the cutest little shit you've ever met in your entire life. He's so sweet. Um... And he's been my little shadow for the past couple of days because he's been bored out of his fucking gourd, mm-hmm. uh, and I have been working a lot, so I haven't really been home to uh, to hang out with him, unfortunately. But uh, I this is like my first time actually taking care of an animal for like an extended period. I've like I've fed oh, a really? cat before, but never for this long. Yeah, huh. interesting. I, I guess you didn't have a lot of pets uh, in your in your household. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had a fish, and then it died, and then we had two birds. Yeah, two birds. And then yes. They died. Yeah. Well, so that was an extended period of taking care of an animal, but in any case, maybe your first time taking care of an animal that's ambulatory around the house outside of a cage. Yes, exactly. The, the birds are more of a like a furniture piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, I love those birds, but they didn't do anything except tweet sometimes. But Harley, Harley like <laughs> yeah, moves. They, they, Harley has. They thoughts. really got their hot takes. Uh, they, they, they they got out their phones and uh, you know really uh, added to the discourse in a, in a major way. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. They had their hot takes and their hot wings, and it was incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but Harley like has his own thoughts. Like he's scared of a fan. Um, that's one thing that Harley is, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, he's a little shitbag. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he like just will go for my toes for no fucking reason. Okay. And it's like, dude, that's f- stop it. You gotta pay for those, you idiot. How, how old is Harley? He's five. He's a rescue. He's five. That's an that's an old cat. I was thinking like this is some real kitten behavior that's going on right now. Oh no, no. But um, well, he is a big baby. He's sure. a, he's a large baby. Sure. I, I mean, like the story you were telling me before when you got home today 
uh, with him, you know, like meowing like crazy because he wanted attention yeah. is like not my experience oh, yeah. of cats at all. Uh, because our childhood cat, Snowy, um, in uh, in my household, uh, who uh, you've met many times before, um, Snowy, Snowy, yes, Snowy, uh, y- you do love Snowy, but Snowy uh, does not necessarily love you, or at least she doesn't let on. Because, um, like, she does not give a shit about you, um, like, at all, if you're walking around. If you sit down, she'll come up and have a snuggle, uh, because she can't play coy forever. But, like, she, you know, generally speaking, uh, does not really beg for attention unless it's food. And uh, she can survive without, like, a human being interfacing with her uh, indefinitely, basically. Um, You know, that's why my parents uh, were able to get a cat and get a dog, because, like, you right now... They were always working, uh, so you know they needed an animal right, who right. could take care of themselves and wasn't so entitled. <laughs> no, of course. Sorry, wait, hold on a These second. These millennial pets, Nick. <laughs> I mean, you're so right, but I'm sorry. Did your folks get a dog? Uh, no, they did not get a dog because they worked too much. That's what oh. I was saying. Yes. Oh, I see. I thought you said they were able to get a cat and a dog, and I was like, yeah, I guess the cat being a little standoffish would make it easier to interact with a dog, I suppose. No, no, no. I haven't seen the movie Cats and Dogs in a very long time, but I'm pretty sure they're all secret spies. Uh, yes, I believe that's true. Um, but uh, oh man, now I'm thinking of, man, cats cats and dogs, fuck. Remember Cats and Dogs? I do Actually, remember really Cats quick, and Dogs. <laughs> what a fucking wild movie. That was crazy. Yeah, they were all secret spies. And like... Were they spies for opposite sides of a conflict, or were they, like, spies for rival spy organizations that had a, the same goal but were at odds in terms of who would be able to complete it? I I think it was the know, first one. So, I think it's... I don't know, but all I know, Nick, is that all of a sudden the Wikipedia article for Cats and Dogs has popped up onto my computer <laughs> kind of out of nowhere, and I don't really know where it comes... Where it, you know, it's it's coming from but i do know that it's now the, ep- the theme of tonight's episode <laughs> we can what do cats is and dogs. happening here we can do cats and dogs uh but um yeah so like uh the, the story with uh with snowy was that um my mom uh sort of tricked my dad <laughs> into in, into acquiring a cat um because okay. uh you know my mom was like well we can't get a dog and you know i had sort of been lobbying for a pet for a while uh, you know, a, a little bit. It didn't take much for my mom to, uh, you know, to sort of latch onto it. But um, she said to my dad, so I'm thinking we could either get a cat or a bunny since they're both pretty low maintenance. And my dad was like, well, I definitely don't want a bunny. And then my mom came home with a cat. <laughs> uh, and like literally her and I went to the shelter and uh, on the way back, she like called my dad with the uh, like special speakerphone uh, Bluetooth uh, thing on her car. Uh, and they were just like having a normal conversation. It's like, by the way, I got a cat. And he was like, what? Dude, hang up. <laughs> so good. So good. That's Classic prank. so wholesome. Yeah. I love that. I do love the yeah, prank. Here's this animal you have to take care of for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Idiot. Mm-hmm. Get wrecked. Uh, what, a, what a good prank. And I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of pranks in the 2001 film Cats and Dogs that (laughs) Nick you have to everything about this movie is screaming at us to talk about it you have to understand let's do it yeah I'm into it alright here comes Cats and Dogs motherfuckers ready let's go Just for the things that I-
Hey everybody, welcome to Nostalgia Blinded, the show where two best friends with the same first name take a roasted to look at the media of the past. My name's Nick. Uh, my name's Two. Uh, now, Nick, if you had to, uh, if you had to tag yourself, are you a cat or are you a dog? <laughs> I would say that I'm definitely a cat in that I am self-sufficient and uh, introverted um, and uh, dignified. I think is how I would describe cool. myself. Toby Maguire. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I uh, told uh-huh. you to open the Wikipedia uh-huh. article, yep. Nick. I like We're Baldwin. talking about cats and dogs. <laughs> yeah, and if I had to choose, I would be and. Anyway, so Cats and Dogs <laughs> is a movie from 2001 uh, that Wikipedia describes a, a spy comedy film, uh, uh, which is, I mean, I guess, it's, I guess it's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's a it, it's like a spy comedy animal film, but animal really isn't a genre, although it sort of is. It kind of is, though, like Marley and Me, or like the movie Dog. Do you know the movie Dog that just came out with John Cena? Uh, no. I do know uh, A Dog's Purpose and A Dog's Journey, and I know about, oh, uh, yeah. like, um, like I, I, I literally remember, you know, when I was a kid and my family would have uh, m- movie nights, my dad would literally talk about dog movies as if it was, like, a known genre. <laughs> he was like, hey, let's watch a dog movie tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it kind of is, though. It's like a movie about a dog. Beethoven, Airbud, Airbud 2, Airbud 3, Airbud 4, uh-huh, uh-huh. and all the other ones. And all the other Beethovens as well. It kind of is its own genre of music. No, movie. <laughs> movie, yes, right. Oh, dude, have you heard the new dog song by uh, fucking Lord? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of howling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, I... Well, this like Wikipedia article has really truly caught my attention because I sort of remember cats and dogs. Sure, sure. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I? And here's something I definitely didn't know about cats and dogs is that it was a Fourth of July movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I don't think it was like it took place on Fourth of July, but it did come out on Fourth of July, which was an interesting choice. Um, you know, really uh, a a movie about uh, sort of uh, espionage and um, like spies uh, on uh, on this most patriotic of days. Interesting it's indeed. True, it's true. And my favorite part of Cats and Dogs is when Charlton Heston sang the Star Spangled Banner. His dog sang the Star Spangled Banner. That was my favorite part uh-huh. of the whole movie Cats and Dogs. So, um, the movie Cats and Dogs, it's a movie, I don't know why the cats are first. Maybe alphabetically speaking, but, like, you know, like, the dogs are the good guys, and the cats are, like, we're gonna get into the plot, but the cats are evil in this one. That is, that is true, I do believe, yes. Which is interesting for sure. It is really interesting, and it's also, like... I, I just realized there's no, like, cat movie, right? There's not, like, a cat movie genre, except for, like, a talking cat. But, like, that's literally... It's the only movie about a cat, I'm pretty sure. There's My Neighbor Totoro with the cat bus. Nick, that's... That weeaboo shit does not count, and you know it. <laughs> Jesus, okay, then. Uh, I'm, talk- I'm, talking about, I'm talking about movies that yours and my dad has probably seen and thought about in their lives. Um, hmm... Cat movies. Well, I'll have to get back to you on that. I'll percolate on that. I mean, Madagascar, obviously. (laughs) Madagascar, he's a big cat. I mean, yes, but there's also all manner of other bovines and hippopotamus in there, too. I feel like the focus isn't necessarily on cats. You know what? There are several pig movies, but I can't think of a singular cat movie. I mean, huh. Yeah, shit. Think about it, right? Like, you got Babe, 
Babe in the City, which is, I think, this. what's the second one called? Is it Babe in the City? It was Kangaroo Jack. Babe in the City sounds right. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack 1 and the animated sequel. Boy, we are having uh, a much harder time uh, staying on topic than usual, and I wonder it's if it's a- because we chose our topic five minutes before we start. <laughs> but it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just appalled because now i'm thinking about cats and dogs and i haven't even really i scrolled down a little bit i caught some brief glances at the plot and i can't wait to dip into it oh wait nick I'm just nick nick nick, these, nick, like, nick nick cat movie yeah cats 2019 come on oh oh i watched that, that <laughs> i watched that dude that, uh, that's all very, the cat movie you need <laughs> oh man i remember uh my roommate patrick was like we're gonna watch cats and i was like okay but if you leave me alone with Idris Elba and all his friends by falling asleep, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and and at this point, at this point, like it's it's late in the movie. Jennifer Hudson is absolutely ripping through memory. She is killing it. She is singing her heart out. She does not think that she is in Cats 2019. And like it's crazy because she was in a mocap suit, practically naked, singing this song, screaming it uh, at a, a, a fucking oh, what's her name? Um, is it? No, not Judy Dench. No, it is Judy Dench. Jennifer Hudson was screaming this song at Judy Dench. I'm crying at this point <laughs> at the production. I'm crying at Jennifer Hudson because she that performance is good in any movie. You put that in any movie and it's good. And I turned to my left to talk to Patrick about how much I was crying at Jennifer Hudson. And he's just asleep and had been for 40 minutes. <laughs> you didn't notice? No, he left me alone with freaking Rebel Wilson and her cat suit with the children mice. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, so, no, so. Yeah, that's yeah. that's negligence. That's a dereliction of duty right there. He abandoned it you on is, the front lines. I and I told him and I, like and that's what I'm saying. There's no movie that paints cats in a good light because cats doesn't. Uh, that's very true. I mean, there's Lorenzo. There's Disney's Lorenzo. This is a uh, 2004 American short animated film by Walt Disney Feature Animation uh, about a cat, Lorenzo, who is dismayed to discover that his tail has developed a personality of its own. Oh, this is some Fantasia shit. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's, oh, my, it's, okay, sure. Oh, it's film. Lorenzo. Oh, it's a short film. I see. Yes, it's a short film. Interesting. It's a short film. And I guess the Aristocats, but they don't count. Now, the Aristocats count. Dude, everybody wants to be a cat because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. I suppose, but, like, Oliver and Company has cooler music. That's made by the one and only Billy Joel. True, and because of the dogs. Yeah. There's Spy Cat. Lady and the Tramp. 2018 Spy Cat. (laughs) Sorry, what? So there's a separate. Okay. So there's a separate movie franchise about spy cats and dogs. Yes, I think that this is, like, some shovelware uh, shit. Oh, it's a German film. Known by its German's name, Marnie's World. Uh, German-Belgian 3D animated com- adventure comedy film. Oh, man. This is, this, this is reminding me very much of Hoodwinked uh, with its, uh, like, uh, genre salad uh, Wikipedia entry. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. This is absolutely... Okay, now we're going to have to talk about Spy Cat. Let's watch it real quick, get nostalgia for it, and then uh-huh. talk about Spy Cat. Uh-huh. Who knew that this would be such a such a rich vein? But in any case, let's talk about the original Spy Cat movie, which is called Cats and Dogs, 2019 spy comedy film, directed by Lawrence Guterman. Well, I guess it's another German film, and written by John Riquet and Glenn Ficarra. Uh, Nick, why don't you read the... Uh, the- <laughs> Why don't you read the starring? Who's in this film? Oh, uh, man. Well, so, uh, Nick, give me a little bit of uh, trailer music, and then I'll announce the uh, the actors as their uh, characters flash on screen. 
<laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can do that. Let me just pull up my piano over here. Wait, hold on. How does this go? <laughs> I think that's the wrong sort of vibe, perhaps. But, alright, I guess I'll try and do this to the Flintstones theme song. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Elizabeth Perkins. Alexander Pollock. Toby Maguire. Alec Baldwin. Sean Hayes. Susan Sarandon. Charlton Heston. Joe Lovitz. Joe Pantliano. And introducing Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> yeah, that's all everybody. Yeah, yeah that's so. everybody. <laughs> so, uh, why? <laughs> so many of these people in this movie. They got Elizabeth Perkins, uh, a freaking, I don't know, she either played Wilma or uh, the other one on the Flintstones. Oh, uh, she did. She played yes. Wilma. Right. Yeah, Elizabeth Perkins is there. So, like, you got some, you got some, like, animated or, I guess, like, voice acting, uh, uh, you know, yeah, royalty yeah. So, there. Yeah, some, some industry veterans, for sure, for sure. For sure. But, like, here's what's crazy is that she's not one of the cats. Or the dogs. Oh, she's a live-action human person in the movie. Yeah, in, in the in the movie Elizabeth oh, Perkins, right. okay. voice of Wilma Flintstone. And I guess yeah, she was in Big and Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and Avalon. But also, like more importantly, Wilma is the human. She's I guess I don't know if she's like the wife of Professor Charles Brody, who Jeff Goldblum plays. Who I guess is some kind of professor did he make the cats and dogs talk is he like is he like a dr doolittle sort of figure perhaps let's see all right all right all right I... uh let, let, let's get into the plot here let's uh let, let's plot uh the brodies Wait, before we do what? No, no hold on hold on before we do uh just blanket statement what do you think this movie is about before we actually know like use your memory dive into like the the late nights watching i guess cartoon network because it's a warner brothers picture i'm assuming it was on cartoon network right right yeah yeah yeah. yeah, like just dive into your mind palace what do you think this movie is about nick so it is about uh you know animals using human technology uh sort of g-force style um and uh you know uh there is a agency of dogs worldwide uh you know illuminati conspiracy organization of dogs where all the dogs are talking behind Mm. our backs uh and then uh there is also an agency of cats and the cats are uh the ones who are like morally uh sort of um i guess uh dubious dubious for some reason while the dogs are uh, uh uh you know upright uh, and um, like uh, just, which in my opinion, I don't really think we can uh, allow any sort of uh, governmental, uh, you know, oversight to uh, be uh, that, and that it, it, like any sort of agency really needs to be accountable to uh, the people. Hi, I'm Edward Snowden, uh, and, I'm, and I'm here to talk to you about oh, cats and God dogs. Damn it! But um, I knew we were going to get hacked from Russia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Edward, I didn't realize you would be coming on our podcast today. Anyway, um, so, and uh, it's just a bunch of, uh, you know, it's like a spy movie with uh, cats and dogs running around with the extra, uh, you know, thing where the dogs need to not uh, let their owners know uh, that um, they're spies in order to protect their innocence. 
Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I, I would have to agree. I remember seeing this movie on TV several times as a child. I don't know if I ever did the full Cats and Dogs, like, watch through. I don't think I have, because the commercials got too boring. And was I really going to watch all of Cats and Dogs? I don't know who Jeff Goldblum was when I was eight years old. That's very true, yeah. When they were showing... Sorry, when they were showing reruns of Cats and Dogs. You know what it probably... No, no, it couldn't have been... Uh, there's the sequel that came out in 2010. There's no way I was watching Cats and Dogs at the age of 10, right? There's no way. I, it had to be seven. It was reruns. It had to be. Oh, my God. They can't, the, the, the third one is from 2020. Are, 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 2020, which is partially why I wanted to talk about this, because I'm so curious as to what that movie could be about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's dip into the plot of Cats and Dogs, which will surely take our breath away yes all right the Brody family's pet bloodhound buddy chases a cat and is captured by other cats in an ambush cats and dogs are revealed to be <laughs> highly intelligent tech savvy enemies capable in speech waging war with covert operatives while concealing their true nature from humans those two what? sentences Sorry, why are those two those two sentences <laughs> such a turn <laughs> such such a heel it's, turn there it's such and and just the second half of the second sentence why is it capable of speech and waging war directly next to each other yeah, yeah. Like using simple tools, cooking, writing books, like anything other than waging fucking conflict over each other. Well, I mean, like the, 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 these tools are not simple. Like I'm seeing the uh, the fucking uh, you know headsets and uh, various uh, like lasers uh, attached to this cat here, and uh, I think the goggles that this other cat is wearing, possibly. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Right. Fuck it, you know? Why do you think they have to keep it hidden from humans? Uh, I, I think it's because they need to uh, continue to live pampered lives as pets, I think. Let's see, after Anatomy's separate dog named Butch reports to Buddy's capture superiors, the best kind of injured dispatch to complete Buddy's mission to prevent the cat from making all humans allergic to dogs. Oh no, Nick! The horror! Oh my god! So, like, Jesus! So, like, it's a prestige thing, then. It's like, uh... Uh, it, 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 it's like a political movie, really, when you think about it. Because the cats want to be the top of the heap. They want to be the exclusive uh, pet. It, 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 this is a movie about cat nationalism. Cat, please. Cat nationalism. <laughs> cat nationalism. Oh, Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. It's, what's crazy is that this is, the, this is also the introduction to Cars 2. You're going to need to really uh, sort of bring me through that uh, concept nice and slow, Nick, please. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, the Bloodhound Buddy, first of all, uh -huh. I can't find Buddy in the cast list, so I don't know who's voicing Buddy. But <laughs> it's a completely, like, you know, random agent of this secret organization. Like that one dude... The, remember there was the American guy in, spy, in the Cars 2 and then he got deaded mm -hmm. yep so he gets captured right oh and okay then okay they, okay okay just, they uh, have to get another guy to come in there and he's not he's not the typical <laughs> let me tell you Nick he's not the typical secret agent it looks like he's a child um, because at a local barn a litter of beagle puppies mock their youngest brother for trying to escape captivity so is is, is Tobey Maguire's character a child? He's a wunderkind, Nick. He's uh, he's a prodigy. <laughs> he's about to come in and shake up the whole espionage world, just like Spy Kids. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, just like Spy Kids. Yeah, it's Spy Kids, cats and dogs. 
Okay. Also, uh, uh, and Nick, I feel like um, I I agree with you that it is Cars too. I will say that I thought you were proposing some sort of continuity between Cats and Dogs and Cars too, in that Cats and Dogs mm. was the introduction to Cars too. So that's why I was confused. Um, but uh, I will say it sounds like Buddy might not have speaking parts. Because he's just like, you know, the, the, the toady who's taken out in order to raise the stakes at the introduction. Uh, so of course. I, I, I feel like there's no voice actor because of that reason. Mm-hmm. It's actually Sir Patrick Stewart who voices Buddy. <laughs> they just didn't use any of his lines. But they, they did pay him $5 million to appear in the credits. Yeah. Great. What's, what's crazy, yeah, and what is crazy is that this, this like, uh, paragraph on Wikipedia it has so much lore in it. At a local barn, a litter, of, a litter of beagle puppies mock their youngest brother for trying to escape captivity. A Doberman Pinscher agent replaces the litter with a pack of miniature Pinscher agents, failing to notice the youngest beagle. Caroline, the Brody's matriarch, arrives to adopt a new dog and selects the beagle, naming him Lou, after her son Scotty sarcastically suggests the name Loser. Okay, then. I mean, <laughs> I feel like if your kid Again. is like a real little shitter and he's like, let's call this dog Loser. I feel like the way is to say, no, idiot, we're not calling the dog Loser. Come up with a real name. Not to be like, okay, we'll call him Lou. <laughs> it is pretty good, though. It is pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so uh, basically they, the dogs, the dog agency needs to get into the uh you know these houses right and they need to do it uh by uh like you know sort of uh planting some dogs in there and the way that they do it is they like send in some adult dogs that just look like puppies and the audience is that is it's a miniature pincher yeah uh like you know it's it's like a tiny adult dog that only grows up to be like puppy sized uh, and they're just like sending them in uh, as puppies, uh, which I feel like that's a lot for an audience to internalize in the course of this movie. Like you know, he's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is, is is Alec Baldwin? By the way, Alec Baldwin. Is it Alec Baldwin? No, it's Alec Baldwin. Who's yeah, the Who's the Butch. Doberman pitcher? No, that's the Anatolian Nobody Shepherd. Nobody knows. That's what I'm so confused about. Is that he's not credited. Yeah. In the fucking credits, I don't know who voices the Doberman Pinscher agent. Does no one have? Does no one in this fucking movie have uh, like speaking lines for the first like ten minutes of it? Jesus. Honestly, this Nick, is that's what I remember the most from this movie is no one talking for <laughs> ten minutes and like the characters being really like fucking hard to follow. I was like, who's the main dude? Is it this dude? No, nope. he got replaced by a, an adult dog posing as a child. Right, but but, but Nick Toby Maguire dog uh, Lou is an actual child dog. Which means that um, after detonating an explosive trap laid by the cats for Lou, Butch, mistaking him for a trained operative, brings him to the dog's underground network and introduces Agents Peak, uh, Sam, uh, and Sam. Okay, there we are. Realizing Boo is a civilian. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. civilian dog. A civilian. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my god. Uh, Butch raises concerns to his superiors but is rebuffed. So his superiors are just like, no, we're going to send this kid on this mission. Listen, in for a penny, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> in for a It'll biscuit. Be fine. Yeah. Just be cool about this for two seconds. Jesus. Okay. Lou is briefed on the oh, origins God. of the cats and dogs, dating back to ancient Egypt when cats ruled the world. Sure. Uh, Butch reveals that Buddy has escaped the tracks, cats, and the spy trade 
retiring to a condo in Boca Raton. Wait, what? Oh, Buddy has escaped the cats and the spy. What? So, so Buddy survives the the ambush at the beginning, and he's just like, you know. The, the, but then who? I I thought Buddy got fucking murked. What a total like letdown of tension. Jeez. I know. Yeah. But the fact that they, it dates back to ancient Egypt is why I wanted to talk about this. Because, like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, movie? What the fuck? I mean, like, listen, I guess if you're a screenwriter and you're given this premise of cats and dogs but spies and you feel the need to build some backstory into it, then, like, you know, cats were actually historically revered in ancient Egypt. So, once again, Illuminati conspiracy that uh, cats were running the world. Why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, at this point, at, at this fucking point, why the fuck not, baby? But uh, real quick, I mean, before you you just blew past the wonderful characters, Peek and Sam, the, the two dogs, voiced by Joe Pantoliano and Michael Clark Duncan, uh, uh, respectively. Yep, Joey uh, Pants. Of course, J- J- Joey Pants, Jody Pants, the boy himself, the guy from MASH, apparently, uh, is in this movie. And also Daredevil, the Daredevil movie? I guess. Why not? Fascinating. He could be in the Daredevil movie. It's fine. He's also in Percy Jackson and the Olympi- Olympians, the Lightning Thief. Alright? That's fine. It's fine. Which Doesn't guy matter. from MASH was this? He's not the main guy from MASH, is he? No, he's not the main guy from MASH. I don't think he's the main guy from MASH. No, he's Corporal, Corporal Jared Mullen and Josh Levin. Huh. Okay, then. From MASH. Huh. Uh, apparently. But he's more of like a character actor, right? Like he isn't around like for a very long time. He does like one thing. Joey Pants gets in there and then gets the hook out. Yep, yep, exactly. Except in this, I guess he's a dog for the entire movie. Like his peak, a main character. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, because he appears in the second one too. Oh, oh, fascinating. Okay then. Well, um, yeah. So and now we're introduced I'm, I'm to some a look cats. At all his- Oh, I'm taking a look at all his roles, and it seems as if he just kind of shows up to do an Italian accent, and then fucking gets his check and leaves. <laughs> that's what that's what it seems like to me, but you know, I I don't I don't know who's to say. But also, Michael Clark Dunk uh, Duncan is the guy from the Green Mile. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and also George of the Jungle too. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay, he's, then. He's in both. He's in both of those movies. What is what is the Green Mile? Oh, oh dude, dude he was the, in the Scorpion the King, though. He was in the Rocks, the Scorpion. He was King. in the Scorpion King. Yes. Okay. Oh, he was also in Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Sure. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, the Green Mile is the one where Tom Hanks plays. The, it's the prison. It's Death Row, and there's and there's the big dude who comes in and he's saying he didn't kill the girl, and he didn't kill the girl. He actually has magic god powers that heals them. Oh, I mean. Is Tom Hanks the one who uh, has the god powers? Because, I mean... No, no, obviously. no, Michael Clark Duncan is. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan is, okay. Uh, interesting. Um, he, oh, would, yeah. he, was, he was in Kung Fu Panda. Who is he in Kung Fu Panda? Was he one of the Furious Five? Must have been, yeah. Wait, who? Who's this? Let's see. No, no, he, sorry, he's Commander Vachir? He must have been one of the... Remember the uh, he, Buffalo he, people? Yeah, he's one of the villains. Okay, who cares? <laughs> who cares about the villains in fucking uh, Kung Fu Panda? Alright, yeah, anyway. I mean, you're right, but... Anywho, uh, so let's see. Where were we? Yeah, we're, cats and... Oh, wait, shit. We're introduced to some of the cats. we got Mr. Mr. Tinkle's a white person cat. He plans to exploit the Brody's Patriarch's Professor Charles' research on dog allergies to conquer the world. Okay, so so here, here's where Jeff comes into it. At like minute 25 mm. of this movie, we're introduced to Jeff's role. 
Um, his comatose owners made... Wait, who's comatose? Who the fuck is comatose? No, no, no. No one is... Co- they are comatose. <laughs> right, yeah. Th- 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 that's what I'm saying. Someone is comatose. Oh, okay. Is the wife comatose? I thought you were saying... I thought you were like, wait, who's comatose? I thought you were saying, like, that's their name. And I was like, I don't think... That would be crazy if that was their legal name. No, no. I think that Elizabeth Perkins is comatose for this entire movie, Nick. <laughs> What? I think that's her role. <laughs> I think I think they said Elizabeth Perkins, no. voice of Betty, no, it, Betty Flintstone. You're gonna sit on this bed and we're gonna film you, and that's gonna be your part of this I, movie. I, you know what? I guess so. I, I interesting. I, I, I'm trying to put it together. I think that's what happens. <laughs> they, they, they they took a career voice actress and they didn't let her fucking talk. In. No, wait, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Jeff Goldblum doesn't talk. Oh, is he comatose? Like, this is is so unclear. But, like, he's researching dog allergies, though. Yeah. At some point. Wait, wait, hey, what's going on with this Wikipedia article? Yeah, this this is so wild. It's almost like a Wikipedia article can't actually give you the entire plot of a movie. Yeah, weird. Anyway, so uh, Jeff Goldblum is comatose in this one. Um, who, okay, and Sophie is the maid who just enjoys like, dressing tinkles in embarrassing costumes. Wait a second, wait a second. They just fucking snuck into Jeff Goldblum's house while he was asleep and filmed him. <laughs> <laughs> and left a couple of 20s on the bedstand and left. Uh, Je- uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, and Jeff wakes up and he's like, ah, uh, you, uh, you, you, you got me again. <laughs> that's my, that's my Goldblum. Great, great Goldblum impression. You got, yeah, you, you, Thank you. You got his jittery laugh down perfectly. Thank you. I appreciate it. So anyway, after Sophie dresses, uh, tinkles up in embarrassing costumes, tinkles orders his sidekick, Cal- they really get specific with the breeds in this one, Calico, an exotic, okay, okay, sorry, their name is Calico. Yes. And but they're they an, are exotic an exotic short, short hair. Are they a Calico exotic short hair? I, get, I are are, are all I are, are all exotic Probably. short hairs? That'd be wild. Calicos. That'd be wild. Like, calico is just like a, a mixed uh, color, right? Color. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, John John Levitz, <laughs> John Levitz from from the critic, uh, and also <laughs> SNL fame, uh-huh. <laughs> voices the calico cat, which is kind of fun. Um, but anyway, they get ninjas. Ninjas. Yep. Devin cat Rex, ninjas. Ninjas. Devin Rex is a breed so, of cat. Okay. The cat ninjas. Yes, ninjas, to steal the research, because that's how that works. Man, I fucking love how like w- because like Wikipedia will link to anything, right? So here is a, a a thing where ninjas are played as a joke in a movie about dogs and cats, and you click on ninjas, and it's like a ninja or shinobi was a covert agent or mercenary in feudal Japan. It's like actual historical ninjas, and it's like okay, yes, I understand that someone might want to know. The concept of ninjas from the Wikipedia article from Cats and Dogs, but do they really? Do they deserve to know about ninjas? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't think it's really rising to the to the occasion here. This movie. To the occasion. Oh yeah. What's crazier is that Billy West voice is one of them. The voice of the red M M&M and M, and formerly the voice of Buzz from Honey Nut Cheerios, is one of the ninja cats. Oh, crazy. Okay then. <laughs> so he talks like this. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, dog? No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. Yeah. That's, a, that's a joke. A shinobi's true art is to, is to deal death wherever he walks. That is his curse. Incredible. Anyway, uh, let's see. Lou fails the path and meets a former agent and Bush's ex-girlfriend, Ivy. So so there's some drama here, Nick. The, do- the dogs fuck. They have relationships. 
<laughs> yeah, man. I guess so. Uh, who's Susan Saradon? Uh, Sarandon. Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. I I, def- oh! I definitely recognize her. Oh my god. Her. She played Janet in fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. What the hell? Oh yeah. Let's see. Yeah, she was in a Bad Mom's Christmas, Nick. <laughs> Bad Mom's Christmas classic. Oh, oh, she's Thelma and Louise. She's Thelma and or Louise. Yeah, she's one of Thelma and Louise. Yeah. She's both of them. <laughs> it was a real Jack and Jill situation where it was one character playing two actors. Incredible. Jesus. That's incredible. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. So fucking Janet from <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is actually, you know what? For the sexy lady dog, uh, which I, it's, the, it's the movie's term, not mine, personally. Again, don't want to yuck any yums, but the sexy lady dog... Uh, is voiced by Janet from Rocky Horror. So that makes sense. Are, like are you seeing sexy somewhere, or is it just that? No, she's I'm, just, uh, I'm just, I'm just taking a guess. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. If I had to wager a guess, if I know half animated movies from the early 2000s, I'm going to just, I'm going to make the assumption that the dog is somehow hot. Yeah, yeah. There's like a bit of a wolf whistle situation going on. You might yeah. say, yeah, a dog whistle. Yeah, you get it. You get it. So Lou's bonding with Scotty, the shithead son, uh, and Mr. Tinkle's... Con- this is great. Mr. Tinkle's contracts a Russian blue mercenary named Dmitry Kenelkov. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> who tricks Lou and places a bomb on Brody's lab door. <laughs> places a bomb on comatose Jeff Goldblum's lab door. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Having oh bugged God. the house, Mr. Tinkle's... In- Nick, Nick, Nick. Yeah. Nick, one of the one of the writers voices <laughs> voices Dimitri. Oh, oh, he's a self insert, Nick. <laughs> he, yeah, Glenn, he's, he's a self insert. He's Glenn fucking, voices him, dude. He's he's uh, he's OC. Do not steal. Oh, that's incredible. I love that's that. Incredible. Okay, so he places a bomb on the Brody's lab door. Kennelkoff battles Lou and Butch, damaging the Brody's house until Butch disables the bomb and captures Kennelkoff. During the interrogation, the dogs recover a note by Mr. Tinkles from Kennelkoff's stomach. What is happening? I mean, like, this is all spy stuff, right? But, like, I don't under... Uh, uh, Alright, so I feel like this movie, the main joke is that it's spy stuff but cats and dogs. But why is it funny right. for cats and dogs to be doing spy stuff? It's just sort of tonally yeah. dissonant is what I'm getting from this. And it's also what this, I remember this, from the actual movie. Yeah, this is like, I remember watching this confused as an eight-year-old or whatever, being like, what is happening in this movie? I can't track anything that's going on. None of the characters stand out. They're just dogs. Yeah, yeah. Which apparently they got real dogs, but then also puppet dogs. Yep, yep. Well, and it's, we're definitely going to need to talk about the animation and this sort of like era of... Uh, animal uh, animated movies for sure. Um, yeah, but, for uh, sure, for maybe sure. Maybe we should finish up the plot first. Yeah, no, no. I just want, I just real quick, because what you, you, something you said, like, really reminded me. Have, did you ever see the Happy Time Murders? Uh, no, but we've definitely discussed the Happy Time Murders at length. You, you saw it, right? I did. I saw it uh, with with a few friends, and like what you're saying, where it's like, why is it funny for dogs and cats to be spies? Is the exact same question we all asked ourselves leading a Happy Time Murders, which is why is it funny when the Muppets do actual crime stuff? Yeah. Why why is it funny for a puppet to be a private investigator, a puppet investigator? You yeah. might say. And Melissa McCartney is a half puppet. Did, okay, hold on, real quick, just a real quick tangent. Did, do you want to know about the Happy Time Murders? Uh, I mean, like, I do know that there is a sex scene uh, where uh, City String has come, so that's fun. Um, I'm pretty sure they just built a movie around that scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. But but 
Yeah, but real, just real quick. So, uh, so Melissa McCartney and the the male puppet—I don't remember his fucking name. Let's call him Huey. For, I was watching clips from the boys on YouTube. So Huey is is a cop, and he's a private eye. He doesn't play by the rules. Mm-hmm. And but him and Melissa McCartney were on the force together, and she got shot because of his own negligence. And so. He, <laughs> They had to put a puppet's kidney in her body to save her life, so now she can only eat sugar. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and that's how the Happy Time murders go. And, like, it's the same thing where it's like, what's the point of this fucking movie? This isn't actually funny. You're just doing spy stuff. But as a dog and a cat, the movie's 83 minutes long. I don't... It's an hour and 23 minutes. I don't care. Ah, oh, Jesus. I feel like... You could like take a whip it and blink, and this movie would be over. Like it's just, it, it's oh my God. just, it's truly nothing. And like there are so many things like, that you happen. Could, you could take there some are... fucking Nyquil, and the movie would be over. <laughs> exactly. Like it's, it just seems like yeah, any excuse to get out of it. The, the, there are just like so many cats that Mr. Tingles is sending over and over again. It, there, there's just this whole <laughs> yeah. rogues gallery that gets built up, and it's nothing. Nothing is the movie Cats and Dogs. Anyway, so uh, they. So what does the note say? I'm gonna let's just take your wild get. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna. What's his name? Dimitri Kennelkoff. Yeah, Dimitri Kennelkoff. During the investigation, the lawyers recover a note. Dimitri Kennelkoff's stomach note. And let's see. Okay, I'm just getting a lot of stomachs. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's not how you spell Kennelkoff. Hold on, I got it. Just give me two seconds. I'm gonna look up Dimitri Kennelkoff's stomach note. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, Nick. I don't know if you've seen clips of this movie recently, but holy shit on a stick, dude. Oh man. Uh, Hold on, I'm coming. Is it just just Dmitry Kennelkoff stomach note that you need to do? Or or, are you sharing? Oh yes. Oh my god. Oh. I don't know. What is... Christ. Holy shit. Christ. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is so uncanny valley, y'all. This looks awful. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. What the shit? What the shit? And is that a cat with a knife? <laughs> They're learning, Nick. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty, Nick. Oh, my God. This is incredible. So that's awful. I, yeah. I remembered it being a little bit more practical than the, the screenshots make it out to be. But holy shit, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find what the note might be. I feel like the fact that the note is not mentioned again in this Wikipedia article is indicative that uh, it is not important to the plot uh, and that really there's not a lot holding this movie together. I guess so, Nick, but after a breakthrough involving Lou playing with Scotty... Character development, drama, a bleep plot is coming. Charles Machine finally finds a formula to cure all human allergies uh, allergies to dogs. dogs. But the cats want to do the opposite to that. Right. Yeah, so having bugged the house, Mr. Tinkles and Calico spring a trap for the Brodies, all right? It's really, it's a simple plan. First, Mr. Tinkles travels to a Christmas tree flocking plant under the guise of the plant's comatose owner, Mr. Mason, Wait a second. sends the employees home. So there are two comas in this movie, and one of them is Tuesdays with Maury by a cat. <laughs> or, or, or it, no, it's not or, Tuesdays with Maury. Is it, what am I thinking of? Fucking, uh... The movie where it's a dead guy and they're carrying his body around. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. It's Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's, that's right, yes. The, the, yeah, so they're Weekend at bernies and him around. Tuesdays with Maury is like a, 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 no, a sad one. That's book. a different one. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's incredible. So, but why are there two people in comments in this movie? It's already such an uncommon medical phenomenon. Yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like the comas are very plot convenient. <laughs> 
You can make the dad dead Wait without up. actually having Jeff Goldblum be dead. That is a really good point, actually, Nick. But why is it that Mr. Tinkles travels to a Christmas tree flocking plant? What? And then sends the employees home and lures the Brodies with fake tickets to his soccer exhibition game, capturing the family? A soccer why game at the Christmas, Christmas tree plant? Yeah, you know, it, the trees, they're in the middle of the field, and it's like Super Mario Strikers with all the fun stage hazards. Uh-huh. Oh, man. You know, those Bond villains, Nick, they always have uh, convoluted plots, but it's nothing compared to Mr. Tinkles. It's like the slam ball of soccer, where it's just <laughs> soccer with extra steps. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, they capture the family, and then uh, Mr. Tinkles sends a ransom note. Uh, the dogs around the world assemble at a meeting led by a mastiff. Just a mastiff. Why don't they give it a name? Mastiff. <laughs> oh, it's just called the... This is... Okay, this is Charlton Heston's character. This is, his name is just the mastiff. Wow. Incredible. Mr. Sto Mr. Soylent Green himself <laughs> is just a big fucking dog. Right. Let's see. When the That's assembly decides incredible. not to surrender the formula, <laughs> the, the, the fucking assembly uh, is like, uh, listen, it's a hard call to make, but we're going to let them kill your family. <laughs> this is a oh sacrifice that needs to happen because all the other humans yeah. in the world can't be allergic to dogs. That would be bad for our brand. Um, so, uh, let's see. Lou okay, confronts so, Butch. Whatever. Yeah, the, the fucking uh, the second act fall and whatever the hell, whatever that is. Yep, yep, the, uh, the, um, uh, uh, the all is lost moment. Yep. Uh, revealing that he was abandoned by his owner, the unsympathetic Butch leaves Lou behind. So Butch is like, I fucking hate humans. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Hey, fuck these humans. Sorry, it's, it's Alec Baldwin, so it's, fuck these humans. <laughs> uh, desperate Lou you brings Mr. It. Tinkles to the research and is double-crossed. Uh, so, wow, the, uh, fucking Lou is really, uh, like, t turning coats. He's, uh, he's betraying yeah. the will of the, the council. Uh, so he's double-crossed. Yeah. Uh, Butch, realizing what has happened, stages a raid of Mr. Tinkle's factory. Boom, boom, boom! Where's the fucking formula? Why just slice the pie? Go, go. <laughs> Get that fucking dog out of here! Oh, wait, we are dogs. <laughs> We're all dogs, is the problem. Shit, damn it. <laughs> wait, so why didn't they just start with the raid? If it was that simple... Because now one of their own is in danger, Nick. Now Lou has been double-crossed by the cats. They're okay with letting humans die, but once a dog is involved, mm. it, it, it gets serious. See, that's why I miss about Boss Baby. That's what I miss about it, right? Because Boss Baby, the kids need the love from the parents, and that's unquestionable. But in dogs and cats, they, it genuinely doesn't matter. The dogs don't care about you. They don't love you. The cats, fuck, they're cats, dude. They don't give a shit. I feel like... Like, that's what's so scary. I feel like, like from... Boss Baby, which I, which weirdly enough, Alec Baldwin was also in. <laughs> so and true. also The Boss Baby. So true. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. Also, Alec Baldwin was in a lot of these shitty movies, wasn't he? He was in the Cat in the Hat movie. Do you remember the Cat in the Hat movie? Oh my god, yes, I do remember the Cat in the Hat movie. Another cat movie, that Nick. One. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of cat no, movies to be count. heard. that count. That doesn't count. It's Mike Miners phoning it in for an hour and 20 minutes. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I, okay. I, I, feel, anyway. I feel like from this Wikipedia article, what's going on is that, like, the dogs have a very pragmatic relationship towards humans, right? They need humans not to be allergic to dogs so that they continue to, like, get food and super superficial affection from the humans and, and keep living in the humans' houses. But when it comes to a human being killed for real by a cat, they're cold-blooded, right? They're just like, listen, I don't care about individual humans i care about dog kind and we need the humans <laughs> like like that's where the mastiff is at okay that's where he's coming yeah. from the mastiff is like a neoliberal <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> Incredible. This is just the first so, okay, so, shitty political philosophy that could come to mind. I, I really don't think it actually reflects neoliberalism, but maybe. Like, I don't think I don't think that's what you meant, but I'll, we'll take it anyway. Sure. So while Butch, Ivy Peak, and Sam fight Tinkle's cat forces, uh, Lou frees the Brodies in Calico, who is betrayed by Tinkle's. Thank you for yada yadaing over that, uh-huh. Wikipedia. Appreciate it. Revealing to the family that he can speak. Oh my god, uh, so really? Luke, Holy yeah, shit, what a turn. Talks right at him. I know, it talks right at him. Usually right? that it's doesn't like happen in these had... movies. Usually there's a, there's yeah. some narrow misses that revealing that the dog is is a yeah. sentient person. Um, yeah. The, oh my god. Yeah, the dog alfed. He just alfed right all over. All, he just, you know, yeah. what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. It's just hard to turn alf into a verb. It's really, I don't know if you've tried it yet, but really try to say that he that he alfed the family. It's, it's kind of difficult. He, he, he alfed right on him, dude. It was it, it, it was it was a public alfing right there, right there in front of everyone. So Luda defeats Tinkles, but is struck by an excavator as an explosion destroys the whole factory. Oh my god, dude! Fucking Bugs Bunny, fucking Shaggy, these cartoon characters sacrificing their lives at the last minute and going to hell. I can't believe it. Incredible. It's yeah. It's really hold on. <laughs> Sorry, what? what? Did you say the dog's going to hell, Nick? What the fuck? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Shaggy who went to hell, and then Bugs Bunny also died at the end of Space Jam: A New Legacy and went to hell? So, like, I assume that the dog is just going to hell, right? That's so cruel. But I guess if Scooby went to hell, I guess all dogs are going to hell. Was it Scooby who went to, who went to hell and Scoob, or was it Shaggy? Was it Scooby? No, sorry, I think Scooby... Alright, so this is the movie Scoob. I'm pretty sure Scooby was supposed to go to hell, but then Shaggy, like, get down Mr. President's him, <laughs> right. and then he goes to hell instead. And then they trick hell into letting Shaggy come back to the land of the living. And that's how Scoob ends. Oh my god, dude. You know that in the sequel to Scoob, they are gonna find a way to put Ultra Instinct Shaggy into the movie. Because they already did it with, like, Warner Bros. The Fighting Game. With, with Sansa oh, Stark. yeah, yeah. So, like... What the fuck is that movie called? Uh, or the the fucking game, what is it called? Like, Inter... Uh, Warner Brothers... It's like Multiverses is what it is. It's got Batman and uh, Arya Stark. Shaggy fight. And Shaggy and Velma. Uh, yes. The whole, the, the whole thing. Uh, and, um, like, you know that they're gonna come up with some sort of convoluted plot thing to make Shaggy fucking go Ultra Instinct and shit. It's, oh, totally. And it's yeah. going to be annoying. But not as annoying as when B- Butch rescues the seemingly dead Lou, tearfully admitting that Lou was right to love his adoptive family. And Lou awakens for the power of love. But no, honestly, just for the power of I told you so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, the, the, the power of being right. He decides to return to a normal pet's life, a civilian life uh, with the Brodies, where he can serve as a full-grown agent. Wait, yeah. oh, until he can serve as a full-grown agent. So, so he's just fucking waiting mm-hmm. until he can get back into the life. Wow, Jesus. Yeah, and, and it, was at, it was at that point that the dog agency stopped employing child soldiers. <laughs> wow, incredible. Very progressive. All right. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Tinkles is sent to live with Sophie and her three sisters with even more humiliating outfits as punishment for his actions against the dogs. Nick, any guesses on who voices Mr. Tinkles? Ah, uh, oh, man. Uh, Sean Hayes. Who's Sean Hayes? Yeah. He was the guy from Will and Grace, Nick. It was Jack McFarlane from Will and Grace. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. He was there. Yeah. He was also he was in The Cat in the Hat. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he made, oh, yeah. He played like, the, clean, uh, the clean freak. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. The clean freak guy. Do you remember? 
Do you uh, remember? No, but I feel like I feel like what probably happened with these two movies is that they just like had a team of people, Alec Baldwin, Sean Hayes, some other people I'm sure, and uh like you know, they were just like, "Listen, in lot 12, they're uh they're doing the voices uh for uh Cats and Dogs, and in lot 13, they are uh filming Cat in the Hat, and uh you know, like you guys are going to be there on both days anyway. So uh, it would be really great if you could just sort of uh, go back and forth between as needed uh, and sort of just fill in the lines. Uh, that would be super. Yeah, I mean, I would, that would be pretty good. He also plays Brain Pod number 13 in Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins. So, you know. Oh, man, that was, that was, that was a cool show. Remember that? Remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that show. It was a neat show. I never really watched it all that much, but it, it seemed pretty cool. Uh, in any case, that is the movie Cats and Dogs. It is incoherent, and I remember it being incoherent. Like, I remember struggling to watch this movie several times and just giving up. Totally, yeah. It's, it's like a bunch of, like, you know, jokes about spy shit, except that it's spy shit played pretty straight as far as I can tell. Um, except that it's Cats and Dogs, which is like, you know, for adults who have seen Casino Royale, uh, you know... Like, fucking, yeah. you need to understand what espionage is. And when we were eight, which was the target audience for this movie, it seems like uh, we didn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, it oh. was really just sort of a mismatch of uh, priorities there. But let's talk about the animation. So, like, here's how I remember this movie. I remember it being, like, sort of uh, Dog with a Blog. Remember Dog with a Blog, Nick? Mm. Uh, oh, where Dog with a fucking blog, Dog with dude. a Blog, where the method of making the dog talk was just to have the dog on screen and to have some voice lines <laughs> um, playing over uh, the dog uh, as if it was talking, even though it wasn't. Um, and I f that's what I remember it being. But I feel like there was some more happening here. So I want to watch the trailer. Let's, let's get on the trailer and try and remember what the animation for this was like. I can look it up. Cats and dogs... Uh, while you're doing that, I'm just going to read some reviews. <clears throat> oh, sure. So Cats and Dogs has a 54% approval rating, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Uh, where's, where's some good ones? So a Washington Post, Jane Horowitz called it a surprisingly witty and sophisticated spy movie spoof that will tickle adult pet lovers and still capture kids six and older. <laughs> wow, a sophisticated <laughs> spoof. So specific with its boy and his dog love story and pet slapstick. All right. Um, somebody praised the special effects in CGI. Fucking Roger Ebert. Um, now Kenneth Turin of the Los Angeles Times, I think. Nick, do you know? Do you know who show. Roger Ebert is? No, who's Roger Ebert? He's the most famous movie reviewer of all time. Wow. He's, so he, he really dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, exactly. He is like the godfather of the idea of music, movie reviewing. Uh, That's yeah. Crazy. Well, well, it's okay, because Kenneth Turin of Los Angeles Times wrote, Irritating, childish, and more frantic than funny. Cats and Dogs does manage some few pleasant moments, but they are not worth waiting for. Mm, yeah, yeah, that would uh, that <laughs> would be more aligned with uh, uh, where I'm at. Yeah. The Pulitzer Prize for Criticism, Roger Ebert won. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Um, give me that Give me that, uh, that good good, Nick. Yeah, let's, uh, let's check it out here. Baby. Do, do, do. I we definitely would not have seen commercials for this because it came out in two thousand one. Yeah, for sure. Can you can you hear the? Uh, 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 can you? Hear oh, the, I can hear it, and hear I am it? confused. Okay, so this is Tinkles. It, it, this looks like a puppet. Yes, and I think it is. Yes, that looks like a dog. 
These all look like dogs. Aww. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow, what a great gag. The dog running into the screen door. The screen door and flinging the cat. Oh my god. Yep. Oh. This is such a strange... Oh my god, story. this is some Jimmy Neutron ass shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> god, the cats look so creepy. Oh, 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 oh. Toto okay. to Annihilation, all right, all says Toby right. Maguire. Alright, yeah, that is Toby Maguire. Did you know that Toby Maguire was, like, a professional gambler? And he, like, fucking... Really? Yeah, yeah like, he... Uh, uh, oh, my God. There's, like, a bunch of shit. There was a movie about it where Jesse Eisenberg played, uh, like, a, a, a person who is, like, widely suspected to be real-life Toby Maguire. But Toby Maguire, like, ran a uh, fucking uh, like professional poker game with a bunch of like Hollywood superstars and actors and like fleeced somebody and was like sued over it and like was like really shitty about this poker game and they made a movie about it um, that's crazy yeah yeah like Tobey Maguire it turns out is like a, a Hollywood high roller and then they were like yeah he's in Spider-Man again don't you guys remember when he was a little dumb kid in Spider-Man yeah awesome Teen Tommy Maguire. Incredible. Yeah, anyway. But uh, what I was actually about to say is the fucking lip flaps on these animals, Nick. Oh, no, it's bad, Nick. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. Yeah. The, the cats are worse than the dogs for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at this. Because, like... Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Christ. This is some, like... That, yeah, that cat has a knife. Many knives. Jesus, this is like some fucking Jackie Chaname, like Kung Fu Fury level of combat. It looks like Team America World Police sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes it's CG, sometimes it's definitely fucking CG. Sometimes it's puppets. That is fucking uncanny. Oh my god. What the fuck? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. I I really can't describe. You're gonna have to watch the trailer for yourself, folks. There's really no way to describe it. Yeah, th this is this is required uh, viewing. Yeah. Hold on, wait. I, I, let me just let me just get a clean Tim Allen noise for the for the audio. This, this is my <laughs> sure. reaction. This is my genuine reaction to cats and dogs. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah. You want to do one? Um. That was good. That was good. Yeah, listen, I listen to a lot like, of uh, I listen to a lot of Wonderful, where they play oh. uh, the Home Improvement theme song and the Tim Allen grunt every episode. I see. Is that true? Yes, I've never seen Home Improvement. That's awesome. That's freaking cool. Anyway, so they made two more of them, uh, and we're gonna talk about them real quick. Because just we're gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about Cats and Dogs too very much, other than to tell you that the name is Cats and Dogs. Two, or no, sorry, not Cats and Dogs 2. It's not Cats and Dogs 2. I cannot stress that it's not Cats and Dogs 2. It's Cats and Dogs The Revenge of Kitty Galore, which, fuck you. Yes, right. Classic James Bond Fu goof, Pussy fuck Galore, you. yes. <laughs> how, how fucking dare you? <laughs> like, I know you can't call it, I know you can't call it Pussy Galore. I know you can't do that, but fuck you. <laughs> and what's crazy, Nick? 
is that it's a new cast of characters. Oh, yeah. They really... got Nick Nolte. They got Phil Lamar. But Joey Phil Pants Lamar comes back. Phil Lamar is in this movie. Wallace Shawn replaces John Levitz as Calico in this movie. Oh, my God. That is... It's just... This is crazy because like they had a new cast of characters, but they kept like the side characters. This is like a new protagonist, same, uh, you know, like supporting cast type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very weird. They got Bette Midler to be the bad. Oh my god. Yeah. They got, what is Bette they got, doing in this movie? They got get Bette her Midler out to be of Katie there. Galore. She's too pure. Get her, get, get, J.K. Simmons. F- fucking get her back into Hocus Pocus, please. Yeah. My God, Nick. It's just like, I, I just can't believe it. Like, what are all these people doing in this movie? Oh, Neil Patrick Harris voice uh, voices adult Lou. Oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah. So they couldn't get Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was too rich for their blood. So instead they got Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Yeah, incredible, I guess so. incredible. All right, so a third installment and standalone sequel—that's not a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Not yeah. real. Cats and Dogs Three: Pause, oh, Unite! Exclamation point! Alert! 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 Nick, they introduce another talking animal in Cats and Dogs Two. It's a pigeon named Seamus. Oh my God! They're expanding the thing. They're expanding the lore. Incredible! Wow. That is pretty incredible. It's got Lord's Joe. It's got Lord's Jopez, Nick. He's in there. Lorge. It is true. Nick, hold on a second. Now there's good guy cats, actually. Really quick. Real quick. Oh. And, and cats and dogs, too. Meows, which stands for Mousers Enforcing Our World Safety. Sure. So now there's good Jesus. guy cats. They go to Alcatraz. They go to Alcatraz? Or Mr. Tinkles. Mr. Tinkles. Yeah, Mr. Tinkles is an Alcatraz. Oh, my God. That's in fucking... Sorry. I Wait. Mm, hold on a second. Is this it's all right? All right, all right. So there's this. Uh, oh yeah, this is it. This is definitely it. So I think that um, like. Uh, oh no, this is from the second one because they had like a Hannibal Lecter mask on Tinkles uh, at one point. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. I've got uh-huh. it on my screen Nick, right now. The dog, the cat, the dog, and the cat. They fuck. In the movie, James Nardstead and Christina Applegate, the dog and the cat are dating. The dog and the cat are dating. Oh, Lord, please help us, God. Why did this movie happen in 2010? It's one minute less than the other one. (laughs) The first one. They were like, listen, we got to shave this down. We can't keep doing this. It needs to be shorter, but only by one minute. Do you think James Marston, when he was filming Cats and Dogs 2... Mm -hmm the revenge of pussy galore do you think that james marsden knew that he would play the adult opposite to sonic in the sonic movies oh yeah oh man i mean like he must have seen it coming right at that point surely yeah like that that's 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 his inevitable career path right there yeah i mean it's just right there so they do even more spoofs in this one sorry we're not done Uh, they do even more spoofs in this one right so phil lamar voices pause a robotic maine coon what with metal teeth who works for kitty he also voices one of the cat spy analysts pause it pause it's a parody of jaws and the terminator oh my god like okay but it's still a spy movie right so why do they feel the need to do more spoofs it's already a spoof i don't i'm not entirely Sure, but also Nick Roger Morris in this movie. Okay then. All right. Great. That's 
Yeah. Which is pretty... I mean, you know Roger Moore is one of the Bonds. Oh. Oh, yes. Okay, right. I did not know that. I'm so sorry. Sir Roger Moore. <laughs> Sir Roger Moore, KBE, the most excellent order of the British Empire, of course. Yeah. It was pretty fucking intense, man. He, he made seven James Bond movies with, with Mr. Moore. And he's in Cats and Dogs, too. So do you think, like... How do you think his life was going at that point? Ugh, Jesus. <laughs> Nick, they made, a, they made a video game on the... Which platform, Nick? Nintendo. D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-
uh, fucking listen to uh, go by uh, art from Andy Huber on Instagram. Uh, it's good art. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in the second one too. <laughs> oh Jesus! Wow. I mean, you gotta love a J.K. Simmons. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Nostalgia Blinded. Same Nick time. Same Nick channel. Karen Strasman is as a French poodle uncredited? Why is that important? Why is that listed on the screen? How is she uncredited? I'm tipping into old habits all the time. I thought that I got rid of them, but they're definitely mine. I'm slipping into old habits every day. But if they've never left, why do I think that they Both of these movies aired with uh, Looney Tunes shorts, by the way. The first one aired with oh, one, and the other one was like Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner. So that's, I mean, I guess. Oh my god. I, I suppose. The film was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Eye Gouging Misuse of 3D, but it lost to The Last Airbender. Oh, the movie! Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, the. Oh, God, we gotta, we gotta talk about that movie! Oh, Christ. Did you ever no. watch that one? Uh, it, 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 the Last Airbender? Yes, I did. Of course, Nick. I watched it in theaters. You, you watched it? You watched it in theaters? Dude, I was a huge Avatar fan. Yeah, of course. I'm so sorry. Should we do the outro again? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean again? This is the outro. <laughs> of course, yes. This is the same outro we do every week. <laughs> Obviously.